0: Welcome to the Intention Training Podcast, where we talk about training, mindset, nutrition, wellness, and self-care.
1: Welcome to Episode 7 of the Intention Training Podcast. We're recording on Sunday night, January 26th. Um,
0: Um, Speaking of, before we start the podcast, we would like to um, acknowledge the death of Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter in a helicopter crash with nine other people who aren't really being named. Um, we would like to say RIP them, too. They're just as important.
1: Yeah, it's we won't spend a lot of time on it, but Kobe was obviously super influential um, in sports and in business and was only 41 years old. And obviously, like Jen mentioned, there were His young daughter was aboard who had not not just was she a great prospect for basketball going forward, but obviously that's a young life loss, so we just wanted to make sure we say that our thoughts and prayers go out to their families, and um, though I was never like a big Kobe Bryant fan when he was playing, he is known for his incredible work ethic and leadership, and I just think that it's a, a hard and sad loss for everyone, so we just wanted to make sure we acknowledge that and let it be known that our thoughts are going out to them. Um,
0: All right. We'll mm.
1: move on now. So I thought we'd start with just updates on training and life and let people know what's going on with us.
0: Yes. You want to go first? I am nine pounds up. So nice. I'm like the heaviest I've ever been before, and there's a lot that I have learned from this bulk. And I'm really enjoying where I'm at right now. And I'm just hoping I can maintain this. So going into my last... Just just heads up, I'm going to talk about weight a little bit here. Um, Going into my last meet, I was about 135. I was really sick all month. Now I'm about 144. And I'm having some of the greatest training sessions of my life. I have... um, Well, I haven't been sleeping great. But that's because I'm so busy. But I've been having... Um, I've been sleeping better, feeling better, so.
1: And you mentioned you kind of like the way that you, the new weight you've been getting is being distributed and like the way yeah. your body's looking.
0: And- yeah. So, um, I think that a lot of people don't understand that, um, body composition takes a long time. And for me, I was always scared that if I was going to like go on a long bulk none of it was going to translate well to my training and that would be the reason why I was bulking um but so far it has and I'm I'm getting I don't know a bit of muscle I don't really do those um specific measurement tests just because I don't like to worry about it too much Mm -hmm. because that can and that can end with me having some disordered thoughts but yeah so I'm excited to see you know where i can go with this
1: and how's school
0: my life is heck my life is (laughs) like chaos right now i feel like everybody says that but it's like chaos i have so i only have classes tuesday thursdays but um i have a 100 level class that requires a million hours outside (laughs) and it's always the 100 levels that do that um but Outside of that, I have my own clients, and then I have clients under McCall, who's my, um, who's the trainer that I work with, and that's pretty much every day. Besides Tuesday, I have my own training. On top of that, long drives.
1: Yeah, staying um, busy.
0: Yeah, I'm, I've been really busy.
1: So, what what do you try to do to help cope with? Just being going, 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 and not really getting to do things that you want to do necessarily day in, day out.
0: Well, so I I definitely make time for, like, self-care and not not like, oh, I want to, like, do a face mask or I want to take a bath. But, like, one thing I really like to do for myself is have my nails painted. So I make sure that I have time for that. And also what really helps me is having – is when I start to feel down, just – trying my very best to completely change my mindset. So instead of thinking, like, I have to go to this client's house, I think I get to go to this client's house, and they get to make me better while I'm making them better. And it's an opportunity for me to grow, even though right now it doesn't feel like it. Um, And that really builds, like, mental toughness, I think. I think a lot of my training, um, a lot of the mental toughness, a lot of the mental toughness that I work on in training translates well to life and just to um, my attitude when things get busy. Yeah, so, and vice
1: versa, I would say.
0: Yeah. So I really, um, I've become grateful for the time that I get to take a breath, but also I know that if I'm just waiting for that time, it's going to be few and far between, and I'm not going to be as happy as I would if I could just live in the moment. Um, and be grateful for the things that I get to do. For sure. Then, you want to talk about your journey?
1: Um, yeah, so I'm six days out from my first powerlifting meet.
0: Woo-woo! Uh,
1: coming up this Saturday, February 1st. So, that's exciting. i um, feeling nervous, not super confident going in, but I'm trying to have a good mindset and just stay within myself and try to beat my own personal records and have a successful day, and I'll be proud of myself for going out there and doing something that makes me uncomfortable. So um, that's that. Training is actually pretty tough for me right now in that I have to make sure that I can't be too fatigued because I have to monitor that going into the meet so I can perform my best. So whereas normally it's kind of – I think a lot of people might struggle with, like, making sure you're doing enough. I'm struggling right now because I I feel like – I I want to do more when I'm in the gym and I just can't because I have to make sure that I'm not creating too much fatigue going in. So Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to just go in there and bench squat deadlift and then leave without doing like other stuff I like to do in there. So that's been tough for me, but, um, Almost almost done. And then I'll kind of switch gears, look to, um, kind of recomposition my body a little bit and do some good things with the weight I've put on, um, over the last few months and then transition towards, uh, first physique competition this summer in July. So I'm pumped for that. I'm excited for to kind of switch gears and be kind of be able to go kind of balls to the wall again and really push myself in the gym. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm
0: -hmm. Pose in your undies. What? Pose in your undies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then I just got a new opportunity to do a part-time internship at the training house, which is a private um, facility out by the Vikings practice um, center, so that's pretty cool. Um, I'll be working with sports performance there. There's a lot of youth athletes, some Gen Pop, but there's also um, some pros and some aspiring pros. So doing a lot of like NFL combine prep and stuff.
0: How much does it cost to go there if it's open to Gen Pop?
1: Um, I their pricing is on their website. I'm not sure exactly how much it costs, but mm-hmm. it is, it's open to everyone. I mean, we can we can go there, whatever. Okay. But yeah, so it, that should be really cool. I'll keep you guys updated on how that goes. I'm intimidated going into that just because it's at a higher level than I've done anything before. Um, but like I said before, doing these uncomfortable things is how I'm going to grow and get better and learn. So
0: yeah, no growth in the comfort zone. Just kidding. That's not always true. But <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that's what's going on with me. Um, we also I just wanted to mention real quick. So we went to. Um, A performance clinic at my school, the University of St. Thomas, yesterday. Saw a bunch of different speakers. Um,
0: We can just edit this part out. Yeah, but it's... But we we gotta do it.
1: Also, we can't, like, flag anything on
0: here. All right, 350... Five saw so a
1: bunch of speakers. Some of them provided more value than others, I feel like, but it was still cool and a good opportunity, and it was free. So Jen came with me in the morning. We saw some talks on um, visualization um, from a sports psychologist, which was pretty interesting. He offered some some techniques that we plan on implementing um, in our own lives.
0: Yeah, my favorite technique that he mentioned that like I never really thought of is. So, voice recording yourself doing your like um, imagery routine. So, if I was going to uh, record myself my squat routine, my, my squat routine, um, so that I can visualize to it, I would be like, okay, you're gonna set your feet, set your left foot, set your right foot, big breath, yada yada yada. So, when you're visualizing, you can follow along with that.
1: Yeah. So, you're basically walking yourself through whatever scenarios coming up that you want to perform your best at and there was some really interesting research that showed that going through the motions in your head and visualizing can actually translate to performance gains in the same way that actually practicing would so that's super interesting if you're in a situation where you can't actually perform something visualizing it can gives some of the same benefits as it would if you were actually doing the thing. It, it mm-hmm. affects the same areas of your brain. And obviously, you still have to do the thing. You still have to practice. But yeah. I thought it was really fascinating that they showed they highlighted a study where um, one group played the piano for two hours a day and the other group kind of like walked themselves through playing the piano in their minds, and they had similar performance at the end of the study, which was just crazy. So um, that was pretty cool. I'd encourage you guys to look more into... Um, imagery and visualization, whether you're involved in athletics or not. I think
0: it can be um, useful for anything.
1: Yeah, any anything where you want to do your best. Mm-hmm. I think it'll help you feel more confident. And I really liked the idea of like creating a script for yourself and walking yourself through. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we should mention about that is they talked about how it can be important to highlight some of the things that might go wrong mm-hmm. um, in those scenarios. So if we take the squatting example, maybe the bar starts to slip down your back a little bit. or someone's, this doesn't happen, but let's say someone's like heckling you or something like that. You have to be prepared for those situations. Um,
0: Yeah, for me, I think like the most common thing would be you kind of miss, I miss my step walking the bar back from mm -hmm. the rack. So it would go like this. You get your left foot and you trip a little bit. That's okay. You just take a big breath take your time setting your feet and squat. So like that would be me anticipating that maybe I might, but that I mean, I think that doing that is very person to person like doing mm-hmm. the the worst case scenario is very person to person because some people don't like to visualize themselves making any mistakes whereas other people feel most prepared like Michael Phelps visualized what he would do um in every situation. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very person person
1: Yeah, the last component that they talked about was trying to incorporate some of, like, the sensations mm-hmm. that will come in that scenario. Um, if we're running with a squat example, it would be, like, feeling the knurling of the bar in your palms and feeling that roughness, um, <laughs> smelling salt, maybe. So yeah. you're smelling. So running through all those sensations and trying to kind of just as best you can uh, replicate that scenario and prepare yourself for that. So that was cool. That was probably one of my favorite talks. Um, the rest there was a there was one on sleep. There was one from an athletic trainer at the Minnesota Lynx um, who walked us through kind of the constraints that being in women's professional sports place on an athletic trainer and how they can implement the things they want to and the give and take because um, there's just not as much resources as men's professional sports. So I mm-hmm. thought that was really interesting and. Going back to, to Kobe, um, it's sort of a, I, I really hate to like throw salt on his name um, on such a, a day like this, but of course there was a case in Colorado um, in the early 2000s where he was accused of sexual assault. So his resume is by no means like 100% clean, but then again, whose is, mm-hmm. and um, I encourage you to look more into that yourself before. I, I'm not going to speak on that. I just think it's important to acknowledge that before I say my piece. Um, he was pushing a lot for um, women's professional sports and trying to champion for them and was a big part of the the new changes in the salaries in the WNBA and was really just trying to encourage people to pay more attention to the amazing athletes that we have, whether you know, it doesn't matter their gender. Um yeah. People are incredibly skilled, and they deserve to be acknowledged for that. So I'm not sure where I started to get there.
0: We were just talking about the sports performance seminar that we went to. If if anybody is interested in more in-depth notes, um, contact one of us, because I'm pretty sure we have access to Yeah, we should
1: get all the slides and everything. The other speakers mainly just talked more about – there was one on biomechanics and strength and conditioning. There was one – a couple college strength and conditioning coaches spoke about how they – Implement um, strength and conditioning in their unique situation. So, yeah, there is some good stuff. Um, we better get started, huh? Yeah. So, the main topic for today is going to be choosing a gym, and people have been asking us why and how did we choose our gym, Los Campiones. So, we'll talk a little bit about that.
0: So, I think we started going to Los. My, after my senior year like of high
1: school. Summer of 2016, I think. So, yeah. almost four years now, three and a half.
0: Yeah, and I remember um, we just wanted to look for, like, a new gym community because I was getting back into powerlifting um, after – because I wasn't going to do sports anymore, really. So, I was looking to get back into powerlifting, and then you were also looking
1: – I was just was looking for – Yeah, like, a yeah. more in – intense and, um, better equipment and really just a new, a new environment. environment. Um, I was training at the YWCA for a long time, which was great. It's right by school, right by, um, my house, but, um, there are some limitations if you're looking to, to lift the way I want to lift. Um, so, we, yeah. we thought we'd switch it up. And we checked out like a couple different gyms. Southside, Yeah, we went and saw the Southside Bully Gym. Um,
0: that was their old location in Burnsville. I think Burnsville.
1: Yeah, so that was a really cool gym. I've heard good things about it. Um, but for whatever reason, we just felt more drawn to Los. Yeah,
0: I think it was kind of far for us. And also, it was a little bit more expensive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Los is very cost friendly. Um, even us as trainers, the owners were a nice guy who's very accommodating. And I think mm-hmm. it it's important for them that everyone feels welcome there and everyone is able to train there whether that means um reducing the cost yeah. or anything like that i just think it's a very supportive place where even if you're not training for anything in particular i think it's a great gym to be at so
0: yeah and i my i was asking my dad if he knew any gyms because he did a lot of powerlifting and strongman stuff and he said he suggested to me los campiones because he he said that That was, like, his old gym, and he used to go there before Ben took it over, but he said that he knew Ben, and Ben was a super nice guy, Um, and that made me feel, like, more welcomed there, the fact that my dad had trained there, and, um, you know, it's not, like, a completely new place, and it's been in the community for a long time. So we we started going to the original location on Franklin, but now there's three locations, and I would say that every location has like a different vibe to it. But it's really fun because sometimes you can you can switch up um, the locations. One of them is more boxing oriented. I think another one is more oriented or to Gen Pop, and then we go to I, I think. Pretty. Yeah.
1: There's some of everything. There's some strongman, yeah. bodybuilding. Um, Physique, powerlifting, but then there's also just your everyday gym goers, and I feel like as long as you're in there to work hard and try to get better, I feel like everyone respects one another for mm-hmm. the most part. And of course, there will be outliers in any gym, but some kind of like tangible things that is it tangible or intangible? Out would... it.
0: Tangible is something you can like touch or grasp. Yeah.
1: Okay. So some tangible things that. I appreciate about Los Campionis is, like Jen said, there's three locations, and if you have a membership, you get access to all three, which is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, it's great to support uh, local small business. Um, I love that they're always getting new equipment and trying to like reinvent the gym, but mm-hmm. at the same time, there's kind of like an old school feel to it, yeah. and they don't try to make it too flashy or anything like that, which is really... I, I like that. It's a great place to, to lift. Um, mm-hmm. They have some turf, which I appreciate because I train a couple athletes who, you know, are doing lots of jumping, sprinting. Um, it's a little bit of a limp space, but they do the best with what they have. And then this summer, there's an outdoor turf space as well, which I'm really looking forward to being able to yeah. use. And
0: there's a courtyard at the new location. It's like a And they have, like, a huge metal bar CrossFit-looking thing.
1: There is, like, infinite things to explore, which is also... Another fun part of it is that not there, Not only is there a ton of equipment, but, like, everyone kind of specializes in something else, and you can just pick up on different things from other people, too. And
0: Lots of different niches. Yeah,
1: and then, so, other things that I, I appreciate, is they're stocked with a bunch of um, food and drinks, which is really nice. They're free Sweat towels. T- free towels. Um, they have their own apparel, which we're big fans of. <laughs> um, they've done just a wonderful job of kind of making – name for themselves in in the community so
0: that feels like our home yeah
1: for sure I wouldn't go to any other gym with that said um, we do recognize that some people aren't looking for as much as LOST has to offer Um, Mm -hmm. and where you feel comfortable is going to be very different based on um, what you're looking to accomplish what kind of equipment you need Mm -hmm. um, what kind of environment you want so I guess we can talk about some of the different environments we've been in, and what's different between the different places. Um, some options for people—we can yeah. maybe lay out some options for people. And then I always like to highlight the fact that you don't really need much. Like there, your body weight is enough to get a good. So I think it's important to to realize that. And I do I do think having a, great, a gym membership is a great thing because. It's, sometimes it's the act of actually having to leave your house and going yeah. to do it that really helps people, um, you know, get a workout in. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's also important to acknowledge that there's plenty of stuff you can do at home without any equipment, so...
0: Yeah, and, and also, like, you know, taking cost into account, um, losses is... Mm, it's, it's affordable for all that it has to offer, but still might be expensive for some people. So, you know, your are most... I think your cheapest option is probably going to be Planet Fitness. They have one opening up on Lake Street right by Target. Which um,
1: I just want to say I think is amazing because yeah. there's not a lot of um, gyms that are just are kind of like... I think this one is literally like $1 down and then $10, $10 a month, which mm-hmm. compared to most gyms is, is really nothing. And yeah. I we're not going to train there most of the time, mm-hmm. um, but like... I, I do think it's just a great option, and I'm yeah. so glad that they're providing it for the people of our community mm-hmm. and giving people an affordable
0: option. So. Yeah. So, like Planet Fitness, I would say every experience that I've had there, um, mostly is going to be like machine oriented. They also they do have TRXs, TRX bands, um, and like some I would say jungle equipment, <laughs> kettlebells, mats. Um, but there's not a ton of free weight action besides dumbbells. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of equipment. I think my my thing with Planet Fitness is that so their whole thing is like they want to get away from the whole like bro stereotype, yelling, smashing, like crashing weights into the ground, dropping weights. Mm-hmm. And I think I think there's something to that. I think you want everyone to feel welcome, but I almost feel like it goes too far. Yeah, and that like. You are sort of more committed or you're big into lifting. When I, like if you go there, you feel almost out of place or uncomfortable. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but with that said, I mean, they have massage chairs. They have, I think there's free personal training.
0: They have Tootsie Rolls. It's,
1: it's a good place. You, definitely a good place to start um, mm. if you're looking to get a gym membership. So, I think that's a really good option. We talked about the why a little bit. The why is very pricey. Um, but I know there's some ways you can finesse, like a free membership if you're a student at South High School, which is a local school right by RY. Um, they,
0: they have a pool, they have a sauna, basketball court, bathtub. which is fun. You
1: can't find that. So it is, it is. I mean, they do provide a lot of value, but like I said, um, it's not going to be the best place if you're trying to
0: find, I guess, find your like community. Like if you, yeah. you want to zero in on something, that's just really, I feel like the why is you go there and get your workout done and see the same people unless you have like training partners. Yeah.
1: So that, that speaks to kind of the more intangible side of Los Campiones Mm -hmm. where you see the same people every single day and everyone's giving each other fist bumps and saying good morning, everyone's working hard and you Mm -hmm. see people make progress and it, it is very inspiring and it, it just feels like you're kind of all in it together.
0: Like
1: if you, if you're not there one day, somebody's going to, It'd be like oh where were you yesterday yeah you know so I I just think that's
0: yeah I see this guy there every day and well we see this guy there every day and he's like I just saw you yesterday and I'm like yeah he's like get a life <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of like our running joke um but like see it's just really nice you know to see people that you aren't really friends with every day <laughs>
1: yeah and but- we it, it's taking us time but we've formed some good relationships there yeah um and yeah, it's, it's super positive. So that's another thing that's important to look for is that intangible kind of the environment of the gym. Whereas at the Y most people are going to be, I mean, there are people will talk to each other, but I think it's less of a community feel when you're lifting. It's more kind of everyone's doing their own thing. Whereas at want everyone's pushing hard, trying to get better and encouraging each other. So, okay. So we could run through all the different scenarios Another big one for me, gym, my own gym experience has been, like, training at school. Um, like, if you're a college student, that can be a big thing. Um, and, a, and a good option, quite frankly, but it also has its drawbacks. So we could go through all the individual individuals. But I think, just to simplify things, if you had to give people, like, a list of things to consider when they're choosing a new gym, what would you recommend they consider?
0: Um, I would consider hours of the gym.
1: Mm, that's a big one.
0: Because... You want to be able to fit that in your schedule. Like, you want to be able to subscribe it if that's something that you're interested in. Also, price. And if there's any, like, if there's any deals. So, we we used to have a couples membership before we were renting out of the gym. And that made things a lot cheaper. And also, if you do have insurance, some gyms will reimburse you if you go. A certain amount of days reimburse you, like, a third.
1: Yeah, a portion of the like price.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So that is ours. Price. price. Also, the type of people that go there, I think. Because you don't want to be somewhere where you're too uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, not comfortable enough to work on yourself. But at the same time, I I feel like... You know that always that can't always be a limiting factor for you.
1: Yeah, I think there, um, there are different like feeling uncomfortable too. Yeah. So when we first started going to our gym, I felt super uncomfortable because I was one of the smallest guys there. Everyone's way bigger, way stronger there. But um, as I kind of worked through that and noticed that that's not what people care about mm-hmm. there, um, then that started to sort of fade. But I think there's another sort of uncomfortability where it could be. Possibly you don't like the way people um, try to – I've had a lot of women tell me they'll have guys try to like explain how to do, oh, yeah. do an exercise to them mm-hmm. when they didn't ask for any advice and shit like that. Nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. Or like if someone's staring incessantly, obviously yeah. you don't want that environment. But also just like – the I, it's sort of just like an aura, like a vibe yeah. people give off. I don't know how to totally explain it, but – We've all been places where we just don't feel comfortable. So you want to make sure it's somewhere you're going to feel good about going um, on a consistent basis and being able to, you don't have to make friends, obviously, but being able to be friendly with people. um,
0: Yeah. I think, like, the management also plays a big role in that. So the one that we go to, we go to, Franklin. Dave is the manager, and he does a really good job of making sure that nobody's shit is stolen. Yeah. And that like there's no there's like I feel zero hate policy, like um and also just making it feel like a safe environment. Um and then the management at Blaisdell is also really good. I I'm not really sure who manages Northeast, but I I love all of the management. I feel like um I actually I'm able to, like, say hi to them, and they're around a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, So we're definitely not just trying to plug our gym. That's not why we're we're doing this episode. Obviously, that's where we're going to encourage people to go because we're trainers there. We train there. We do our own training there. Mm -hmm. um, And it's a great place to be. But the main point of this episode is to give you some things to consider. So other things to consider, we've touched on price, um, the community, Uh, hours of the gym because that is the worst thing when you drive all the way to the gym and it's closed. that just is heartbreaking so um other things i think are important is equipment um what equipment's going to be available to you not just like in the gym but you have to get a feel for when you're actually there what are people going to be using Mm -hmm. um how popular are are, is certain equipment going to be and how much of that is how much of each piece of equipment is there. So if they're if you go there and it's like, oh, they have you know, four treadmills, um, mm-hmm. that should be just fine. But then you go there for to actually work out um 5
0: AM. And that's when all the people are on the Yeah,
1: every all <laughs> of them are being used, then yeah. that, that that's no help to you. So mm-hmm. that's important to consider. Um anything else?
0: Like you are looking to get better at rock climbing, you're not gonna wanna go to Lowe's for your primary gym, probably. Yeah. So that's what equipment,
1: equipment price, hours, community slash staff, mm-hmm. um, taking into consideration like if something is um, good, a, a good place to be for your goals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um,
0: we have like a few questions we wanted to before. Yeah, and I think I
1: think what would be kind of interesting to talk about. So the first question we got was, if you had your own gym, what songs played over the speakers? Um, that I guess that's another thing to consider. Is does the gym play music, and if it does, what kind of music does it play? Um, so that that's another thing to consider. I I think our gym does a pretty good job for the most part. Um,
0: Do you want a rapid fire
1: for songs? Yeah. Um. What What I thought would be interesting. We can definitely do that. But what I also thought would be interesting is touching on, like, since we're talking about what we like to see in gyms and what should determine, like, or what should help people choose a gym, what would we want a, our hypothetical gym to look like? And maybe that would be a better topic for the future, Yeah. Um, but I think it's sort of something kind of cool to consider. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's do music, I guess, um, so we can keep things short. But... I'll let you go first. Do you have any like songs? Yes. Okay, go I ahead.
0: Do
1: so. You're working out to your gym. Yes. You what's being played?
0: Running up freestyle, <laughs> Megan the Stallion. <laughs> oh.
1: Okay.
0: Or, or um, 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 Ice Ice Baby. Why? It's my. That's like my toxic trait. Is that every time that song comes on, I have to let it play. That's
1: like such a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Oh. Okay. okay, your turn. Um, I w- there's it's less so for me like songs. I just have like a lot of artists I like. I love music, so I listen to music all the time. Um, but and and when it comes down to it, R and B is probably like my favorite genre. But when I'm working out, it's usually rap. Mm-hmm. So artists I like, um, I like a lot of old rap. Um, for the older stuff, it's usually like Ice Cube, Nas, Jay Z, uh, Tupac, Biggie. Rock him. I like a lot of old stuff, some thugs. Um I I really like I have a long running list in my phone of like old discographies I want to go through I just think it's really cool to see what was popular in the past and um what it was trending and then there uh, just how like styles of music change over time. So that's like the older stuff and then the newer wave stuff. Um Jake Cole's my favorite rapper of like the current generation, so he's got to be in there. I like Dave East, I like G Herbo, I like
0: YG 400, YG, Polo G,
1: all the G's, um, (laughs) no, but yeah, no, I, I, I think there's a lot of good music out right now, um, yeah, so I have, like, a a huge playlist on my phone, I'd probably just shuffle that thing.
0: I can work out to anything.
1: I can't, honestly, it makes a huge difference for me.
0: Sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm feeling like this workout needs to be a little bit less stressful for me, so I'm gonna just throw on... Some Johnny Cash? No. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, What at our gym.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that out loud. I wouldn't subject <laughs> everybody to that. But, like, in my head, like, yeah, maybe I'll do a little
1: <laughs> Yeah. So I guess that's kind of what we would have going on. Did you have other questions?
0: Yes, I did. Okay. So I have two questions. Um, one of them was, can you put on muscle while doing cardio? So this is geared more towards someone who like plays basketball and who runs on a regular basis but like they're also looking to put on muscle i would definitely say yes but at some point you're gonna have to sacrifice some of that cardio that doesn't mean that you have to stop it completely but that means that you're likely gonna have to up your protein intake your carb intake um you're probably gonna have to go in a caloric surplus so you're gonna want to be eating More than you're burning. Um, And being smart about weight training. So, definitely having like a season, maybe it'd be the off season, where you're keeping up with your cardiovascular health, your focus shifts a little bit, Um, putting on muscle. And then in season, you're gonna have that muscle that you accumulated from the off season. Um, And then you can focus a little bit more on cardio. That's not going to I guess, deplete your gains, yeah, what do you think
1: um, I have a lot of thoughts on this, just like working with athletes and um, playing playing basketball in the past, I guess I can speak to this. so um, if you're looking to keep up your cardio and gain muscle at the same time, like Jen said, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. Um, there is just from a, like a scientific perspective, the pathways that are activated. And help you make adaptations between the two, between more of like an endurance cardiovascular um, stimulus and uh, hypertrophy or muscle gaining stimulus are very different. And it's been um, hypothesized that one may inhibit the other. So if you're going to do, if you do cardio right before you weight train, um, there's some evidence out there. I don't know how definitive it is. I didn't get it. I didn't see this question before, so I didn't get a chance to look into the research or anything. But I believe it's called like the AMPK pathway is a more endurance-based one. If you were to do like 30 minutes um, of more aerobic activity prior to weight training, it it might um, interfere with the more hypertrophy-based adaptations that are going to take place. And I believe that's the mTOR pathway. So if you're going to do both, I would definitely either break them up Or do your cardio after you weight train. I would not do your a a long cardio session right before you weight train, and it's important to distinguish that we're not talking about like five minutes hopping on the treadmill, getting blood flow and warming up. Because that, when we say cardio, it's more of a dedicated session to improve to burn calories and improve your cardiovascular health. So that would be and your aerobic capacity, VO two max. So that's going to be either very high intensity, maybe some intervals or a longer duration steady state workout. So if you're going to do both, definitely break them up. Now when we're looking at like in season and out of season for a basketball athlete, like you said, um, you're going to need to be in a caloric surplus if you want to gain muscle. You have to gain weight to gain muscle. Muscle is weight. Um, it's lean mass. So cardio is going to make that tough. Um, I, I can only guess that if doing both, they're doing so because they feel like they want kind of recomp their body meaning they both want to lose fat and gain muscle, which is not impossible. Um but if you're doing cardio, you are burning a lot of calories and like we talked about, in order to gain muscle you have to be in a surplus. You have to have excess fuel for your body to call on to build up um new muscle. So yeah, did you have
0: Yeah, I think like the general rule, I think I heard it on the Beyond the platform. Uh podcast is if you're gonna do cardio and weight train or have a cardio session that session should be at least three hours prior if you're not gonna do it after your weight training session
1: yeah, and that's and obviously that won't be possible for some people, yeah, but that's I mean we're just giving you guys like the the facts here so mm-hmm. um back to what I was saying about more in season off season so if somebody is doing cardio and looking to build muscle. I'm assuming it's because they both want to burn fat and build muscle and just kind of build more of a lean physique. That's generally what I see when people are are looking to do both. Um, I think it's important to say that as you... I, I would prize one mm-hmm. at a time, personally. Um, and if you're playing a sport your number one and you're serious about it, your number one priority should be sport performance. So I would not be... In season, your main goal should be to maintain, to prevent injury, and to kind of prime performance, the type of stuff you should be doing in the weight room and in the gym. <laughs> so what what I mean by that is you're doing maybe some isometric holds, um, some light weight training um, with maybe some, some accommodating resistance to help you just produce a lot of force, and um, we could we could talk about this for hours, but the th- the main thing here is that in season your main goal is performance. So doing a lot of cardio and even doing a lot of hypertrophy weight training is not going to be conducive to performing your best. You're going to be fatigued. So I wouldn't worry about it too much in season. This will be more of an off season project. Um, now, also basketball is obviously obviously a very it, it's both aer- aerobic and anaerobic, but especially practice wise, you're going to be doing a lot of cardio. So I would definitely not worry about introducing more cardio in during a basketball season. That's going to be something I would say early off season you can focus on, um, and then for in terms of building muscle, like we said, it's just not super smart to try and do that in season. So I would I would say that's an off season project as well. Um, but it's definitely possible to to do cardio and build muscle at the same time. I think. Um, you just have to be smart in the way that you implement those things. So like we said, you don't want to do your cardio right before your weight training um, and you have to make sure that you're eating enough to stimulate those muscle gains in well taking into account the calories you're burning while doing cardio. So we can talk more depth about how to train like year round for a particular sport sports season if you guys want to hear about that but just for the sake of time and to try and answer the specific question we got i'll kind of cut it there
0: all right so our last question here is how to eat for strength while on um while in like blah blah, blah. how to eat for strength if you're low income And we can speak to this because we're pretty low income and that's pretty much how we eat. So I'm not really sure if this means like strength as in how to eat to be your strongest or how to eat to be your biggest, like muscular-wise. The way I
1: interpret it, I think it just means to get a lot of protein and be able to feed yourself enough calories to grow, whether it be getting stronger or getting bigger. Um, Do you want to go first?
0: Yes. I will say um Aldi if you live live with Aldi's Aldi offers like the best prices I think um sometimes we also have a Costco membership it's like $60 a year um we get if we need to get stuff in bulk um like we get a lot of our nuts from Costco because (laughs) because um it's just cheaper it ends up being cheaper we get like a lot of our supplements from Costco like amino energy and protein because it's tremendously cheaper there Um, So, I would say Aldi, Costco, if you do have the disposable income for that. Um, And then, also, don't underestimate Dollar Store Tupperware. (laughs) We, um, like, Dollar Store has a lot of Tupperware and stuff like that. So, if you buy your food in bulk, like, we get, how much is the rice at Aldi? Like, $129? Very cheap. Very cheap. So, and the chicken. So, we buy, like, bulk chicken um beef, rice, sweet potatoes, and then we'll make that all at the beginning of the week. Which it costs very little compared to like going out and buying those meals individually. Or eating out. Or eating out. And then you throw it in your Tupperware, you know. I mean it doesn't taste the best like four days in. But <laughs> it's
1: kind of a give and take. I mean Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add to that. I think Aldi and Costco are both good suggestions. I think Like you said, cooking in bulk can Mm -hmm. be an advantage. Making like one pot meals can be good, like just throwing a bunch of stuff in the crock pot or um, making sort of like people will call it like monster mash, but it's essentially just like white rice, ground beef, like pretty minimal stuff, but Mm -hmm. it'll give you a good meal with all kind of the nutrients you need. So I would just be as frugal as you can when you go grocery shopping, but make sure that you're buying a lot of, whole foods because um, that's where the being able to eat for strength comes in buying a lot of whole foods buying some, some stuff that's calorie dense um, and, then, your basis. and then make sure that you ha- always have or, or try because nobody's going to be able to do this all the time but try to always have cooked food in the fridge um, so that you can pack food if you want to pack food or even if it's just like one meal a day that you're counting on being home for that you have something prepared um, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what I
0: got. That's all we got today. Um, I hope everybody has a great week. Yeah,
1: um, we apologize. The audio is a little bit all over the place. We're having difficulties. We're recording on a computer this time, uh, which is a little different.
0: If anybody has any microphone recommendations, (laughs) you know, we haven't really looked into it. Yeah. But we would like to up our game a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. With that said, we appreciate everyone who's been listening and tuning in faithfully. Even if this is your first one, we appreciate you checking us out. Um, If you would be so kind to rate us on, we appreciate it. Um, Otherwise, just sharing with a friend or sharing it on your social media really helps. So, yeah, we will see you guys next week.
0: Episode eight. And this is going to be how to fart silently. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, bye.